This is Vision Slightly Blurred with Sarah Jacobs. And I'm Alan Mervayashi. <laughs> hey, Sarah, what were you doing 10 years ago? 10 years ago? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was 2009. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Okay, so it was 2009. I was a sophomore in college. What? Yes, I was a sophomore in college. And was, what did you look like, Sarah? What I looked pretty much generally about the same. I had I had shorter hair. It was reddish brown, and yeah, and I looked like younger, a little bit like ten years younger. About about ten years younger, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Where were you ten years uh, ago? I was the CEO of Photo Shelter at the time. I'm now the chairman, as you know, and uh, I, I mean, I think I had a little bit more hair back uh, then. <laughs> But, why, uh, why do you ask me? Well, I, I bring it up because uh, Facebook had this this viral challenge going on uh, a little while ago, saying uh, the you know the Facebook ten year challenge. So take your first profile photo and compare it to your current profile photo, and it was partially appealing to I guess people's ego for the people who hadn't changed much, <laughs> and I guess the people who had changed a lot. We're only posting if they had lost a lot of weight, and yep. otherwise they weren't participating. <laughs> Something like that? Yes, I saw this take over my newsfeed and on Instagram as well, and Twitter. Well, I'm bringing it up because of this. Uh, a lot of, of the discussions around uh, privacy uh, and facial recognition and what these companies are doing with all of the data. Yeah, And it reminds me of some of these um, other sort of viral upload your photo things that have gone on in the past five years or so. Microsoft had one a few years ago. Guess, guess my age, right? Where you would oh, yeah. upload a photo. I remember this. And you would be incensed if, if it yeah. was anywhere actually near your age, you'd be incensed. <laughs> right. Oh my God. And if it was older, you'd be like, Oh my God. Right. And you posted it either way. Yeah. And you posted it. And, and I think you had an opportunity to tell, no, you're wrong. I'm actually, you know, 27, not 37. And you're essentially training the machine. <laughs> that's, oh my God, that's right. I mean, that's like um, when Google Art did upload a, a, a yeah. selfie and then it would, you know, give you a historical piece of art that you looked like. So they are fun. And there's sort of zero effort going into having kind of fun amongst the community. So I get that. The nefarious part of it is that you're uploading uh, images, identifying, at least in the case of the Facebook challenge, largely identifying the, the, the time at which these photos were taken, and we don't know how they're using it on the back end. They could be training their AI, their machine learning, to say, okay, this is what Sarah looked like. This is what a, a white girl who was at, we know where she went to school. We know she, right. where she lived. We know what latitude she lived at. So oh, we know what sun exposed. Let's go crazy. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. What latitude that did, did, was she exposed to the sun? So this is oh the amount of aging God. that she got, right? <laughs> we know that facial recognition largely can tell, can identify faces regardless of age. After a certain, obviously like a baby, there's enough sort of facial deformation as you get older that that, that won't work. But but largely by the time you're a teen, uh, facial recognition nowadays can can identify you whether you're 15 or 90. Right. Um, and the more training data that we give where we're saying positively like, this is me, this is me, the smarter that these algorithms are getting. <laughs> the other crazy thing about the whole facial recognition is, I, I just read a stat yesterday that says, Half of all Americans are in a law enforcement facial recognition database. Oh my God. 
And you know, I, all they have to do is go on Facebook and mine the names and the faces. Well, I mean, doesn't your? I mean, this is a naive question, but like your uh, your driver's license photo does exactly. that get submitted? Okay. Well, I'm sure they can. You know, use that data as well. And uh, yeah. you don't need a very high uh, definition resolution image hmm. for all of these machine learning algorithms uh, to work. You know, we we had tested out at Photo Shelter um, Vision AI um, interface before, and and they said, oh yeah, just upload a thumbnail that's like 200 pixels wide, and we can oh pick out God. a tree and a car. <laughs> and you're at the <laughs> beach, and the beach happens to be this beach, and they're like, what? <laughs> That's so crazy. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. So I'm always very skeptical about any of these uh, services, whether it's a guess your age or even something like, we'll autocorrect your photo for you. Just upload it. Right. You know, it's reading all of the metadata off of your your image. It's reading all the GPS data off your image. And the other crazy thing is because, I mean, we've seen this in the past because of the way that these cookies work on your browser and because they're all plugged into the ad networks. You're identifiable. Yeah. You're identifiable everywhere you go on the web. I believe that. And so, again... Have I been targeted a lot with ads? Exactly, yes. right? Yes, have I bought from those ads? See? Yes, I have. Yeah. <laughs> so it just makes me very skeptical. And I, and I think, as with many types of technologies, we just don't understand the unintended consequences of these technologies. So it's great that... I mean, it would be great on your deathbed that... Google bot 2050 says, here are all the images ever taken of you. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> this is what I have to look cams, to. <laughs> Yeah, that we found, like, through all the images that have ever been uploaded, we found one billion images of you. Have a great rest of the hour of life before you die. Like, that, that, that's, like, intellectually kind of interesting to me. Because think of how many times you're walking in front of, like, a tourist destination and you know, you're in the background and someone takes a photo of you. Yeah. Facial recognition could ostensibly oh, wow. identify you that way. Oh, I see. So, so, so you're saying like we could be in a world where Google is showing us photos taken by other people that we've never even seen before, but we happen to be in the background exactly. of. Wow. And not only is facial recognition working, so apparently they can use gait recognition, G-A-I-T, the way that you walk is apparently distinct enough in some cases that they can identify you. So the Chinese who have already arrested people, there was a very famous uh, incident, I think it was last year, where a guy at a concert showed up with 100,000 other people and they were using facial recognition and they nabbed him. What did he done? Why did he need I to be I don't na- remember. <laughs> but, you know, it's a, it's a surveillance state. You know, I see, They want to capture people. And, right, you know, right. Britain has a lot of, the UK has a lot of cameras. Um, and facial recognition works sometimes, but also gait recognition works as well. So all of this That's biometric crazy. data is out there, and the way that the photos are being used is yeah. very, very scary. But what does this have to do with photography? <laughs> <laughs> what does it have? Well, so, you know, I had a conversation at my high school um, a couple of weeks ago, and they said, uh, we have a reunion coming up for the class of 1969, and in their yearbook, they didn't caption anything. So we have all these photos, and we need to ID all the people in the photos. Is that and your so, year, Alan? No, that wasn't my <laughs> year. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> but uh, it reminded me of a project that one of the one of the photo shelters' former engineers, Sam Greenfield, who is now at Google, worked on with the New York Times, where they use Google's vision uh, uh, algorithms 
to help digitize the New York Times photo collection wow. of several million images to say, okay, what sort of, let's scan the front and the back of these prints that we have in the archive and let's start using facial recognition to sort of speed up IDing both people and places. Wow. So we can now, as a result of computers, unlock a lot of stuff that's identifiable within these images, irrespective of whether there's a written caption or not. And so to think of all of these images and photos that are either on our hard drives or on negatives or prints or slides that don't have any identifying information, but that the computer can now figure out for us, from a storytelling perspective, it's immensely powerful because right. there's so much richness there. And again, sure. I come back, you know, when, when you're 85 years old and they're writing the story of, of Sarah Jacobs, imagine the computer being able to deliver all of these things from you say, oh, I didn't have a photo taken of me when I was 16. And then all of a sudden there's 10,000 oh photos God. of me, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and they've all been untagged on Facebook. That's where they're all hiding. <laughs> exactly. And <laughs> Facebook, uh, Facebook's research wing said they have, you know, uh, uh, facial recognition uh, that's like 98 or 99% accurate. Uh, yeah. That it's more accurate than humans at yeah. this point. Mm -hmm. It's it's fascinating to me. You know, so much of what we've talked about in uh, past incarnations of our podcast was the intersection of photography and culture, photography and technology. Because to me, photography isn't just this thing where we go out and we take the photo. It's how we as humans sort of interact with photography, whether it's vernacular photography or whether it's, you know, the cover of Vogue. Um just so fascinating to me that now technology and machine learning and AI adds a whole nother layer of complexity to the whole discussion of what photography even is. And That's there was true. another project I saw where they're trying to use uh, AI to look at Civil War photos and oh identify people in Civil War photos. Wow. And facial recognition is also good as a function of just people looking similar to their relatives, mm -hmm. of misidentifying you as a relative. Wow. So imagine you're a kid on Facebook who had a great, great, great grandparent who was in the Civil War and being contacted to say, we have this image that kind of looks like you. I mean, it's just crazy. No, that would be, that would be otherworldly and insane. But it sounds like it could happen, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, we're very is, close it to happening. it. Yeah, and when you, when you talk about, like, it enriching um, storytelling, and when you, when you tell me about Google working with the New York Times, I mean, that all gives me warm and fuzzies. That sounds that's good. Warm and, that's right, warm that's, and fuzzies. Exactly, but then we have to put that in a box. And then there's a lot of, you know, like, very scary other there's potential sides so, to this. I mean, so scary. Can you, can you tell me some? In truth, I think about this a lot. When you go to sleep at night? Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> I, and I think, it, so, you know, I love action movies and I love all these, like, spy shows. Um, and I think a lot about in the 1970s, for example, if you were a spy for the CIA, you could go over to Russia, USSR, put on a fake mustache <laughs> <laughs> with, you know, some fake documents. The good old days. And like a <laughs> accent and pretend you were somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. That is literally impossible nowadays. Right. Because from the moment you, your parents put images of you on social media, these governments have the potential to harvest all this information. Mm -hmm. So a spy can't be a spy anymore. The spy's cover has to be their cover for their entire life. Mm -hmm. Like you're a used car salesman and, and you work for the CIA. <laughs> well, you better be going to China and the USSR and selling cars because <laughs> right. otherwise you're going to be arrested. Oh like it's God. just crazy to think yes. of it that way. Yes. So I hate the, I hate this whole thing of how technology in the wrong hands can be really, really perverted. 
but to your earlier point, the warm and fuzzy potential is so amazing to me. Just so amazing in that, that humans created this thing where we can unlock all of this additional information. It reminds me of the Ansel Adams Moonrise photo where Ansel Adams couldn't, he didn't know the date that he shot it. And he didn't know the exact position that he shot it. And some mathematicians and astronomers said, okay, well, we know what town that is. Oh, my gosh. And we know where the moon is in the sky. Right, right. And they, I think they got it down to like a three-day window or something. That's Crazy. incredible. That's incredible. Right? So they, without computers, they were unlocking all of this right. additional information sort of behind the scenes. So, BTS. So you're saying that my grandma wasted hours and hours handwriting on the back of each slide pretty much. That, that she ever took. <laughs> wow. Wow. But Sorry, grandma. It probably gave her a lot of fulfillment, it so did. it's probably okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about like tools that photographers actually use like Lightroom using facial recognition. Is that being developed? Is that a thing? Yeah. So Lightroom and some, some other applications, certainly like Google photos and Facebook have facial recognition capabilities built in. Mm -hmm. Um, all of the services that I'm, all of the consumer services that I'm aware of require the image to be uploaded into the cloud so that the servers, the powerful servers can crunch through that data and do all the biometric analysis. Okay. So again, from a privacy perspective, I would much rather have that capability on my local machine to build yeah. my own local database of my own, my own friends and families, family that I have in my photos. Right. Unfortunately, that's not an option. So I even see. if you have Google Photos with a private album, you're still ostensibly uploading images into the cloud that Google could potentially, could use, potentially use for research. Yeah. On AI. Yeah. And again, you know, Google, they have your contact list. Right. They have, they have, they have everything. everything. They have everything. Amazon has everything. Yeah. Facebook has everything. And the more that we do fact checking and verification for them by saying, hey, this looks like your sister. Is that your sister? Oh, yeah, it's my sister. You know? <laughs> You're like, right. oh, wait. And now just from that one verification, that's now. Right. Your sister is identified. And other things. In, right. And a lot of other photos. Yeah. <sighs> It's it's concerning. Super concerning. And yet, you know, like Google Maps, facial recognition sure can be handy. Like right. when you're looking, you know, when you want to make that birthday card and I want to find all the photos of you, sure is damn handy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to get a birthday card from you. That's just a photo of my face. Is that what you're I probably have a lot that, that you haven't seen. Yeah. Think about it. No, Sarah. that's that's true. I mean, if you haven't uploaded all the photos from the parties that you have hosted. Right. And how long have we known each other? Seven years? Yeah, about, yeah. Eight years? Seven years? Yeah. Oh, that's a long, that's a long time. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> the amount of hours of, like, photo booth from my iMac, like, video and photo, it's, it's, there's going to be a treasure trove when I die. Yeah, and you know all of this uh, discussion about the deep fakes now, how computers using photos of you can generate video yes. of you. Yes. And the other thing is that there's deep fake for audio, and all they need is a few hours of you speaking before Great. they can synthesize your voice saying anything. Great. So, so I am Sarah, a target. just off of recording this podcast, <laughs> now the Russians and the Chinese can basically have us say whatever they want to. Fantastic. We can be used as their puppets. And <laughs> oh, yeah, today on Twitter, uh, a video came up across that was Steve Buscemi mixed with, um, she was in Silver Lining. 
Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, that's uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. It was a video of Steve Buscemi and Jennifer Lawrence combined making her golden, like one of her speeches for, it, it was horrifying looking. Horrifying. Horrifying. Anyway, sorry. That's like a, that's like a, just a <laughs> random side note. But yeah. Well, I think that that'll wrap it up then. Great. <laughs> PhotoShelter is the online leader for photography websites and workflow tools. Archive, distribute, and sell your photos in a mobile-friendly, responsive website. Try one free for 14 days at photoshelter.com slash podcast. Then download one of our free educational guides at photoshelter.com slash resources.